Hello, and welcome to Turning a Million Eyes to Save Lives, a podcast co-production of Innocence at Risk and Studio C. Innocence at Risk is a 501c3 nonprofit founded in 2005 to fight child exploitation and human trafficking. Our mission is to educate citizens about the grave issue of global and local human trafficking. We are dedicated to protecting children from all forms of abuse and work to end child exploitation and child trafficking everywhere. Innocence at Risk conducts educational outreach programs through churches, clubs, organizations, schools, embassies, and now this podcast. On Friday, May 27th, Innocence at Risk conducted an interactive workshop at Washington Global Public Charter School. Founded in 2015, Washington Global is a Title I middle school that provides students from at-risk areas of Washington, D.C., a rigorous and safe learning environment. During the workshop, Innocence at Risk founder Deborah Sigmund and intern Joanna Lundquist, a recent graduate of Vanderbilt University, gave an interactive presentation in which they spoke to 6th, 7th, and 8th grade students about staying safe in their communities and on the Internet in an effort to combat child exploitation and human trafficking. The presentation included relevant interactive media, information from the Department of Homeland Security, and classroom discussion. Here are Deborah's opening remarks. Let me just ask you, how many of you all ever think that the fact that human trafficking, child trafficking, is a big problem in the United States? That's good. It's really good. Well, fortunately, now, there's a lot of media coverage. When I started with Innocence at Risk, in 2005, there was none. In fact, no one talked about this. And that's one of the reasons when I learned about the issue in 2004 that this happened and it happened to children and it was a big business. It sounded them. I was horrified. And it was also equally horrified that no one talked about it. And so, Innocence at Risk was established by a group of moms. We grew and grew, and we have corporate advisors and members of Congress. And all of these people played a wonderful role in the establishment of Innocence at Risk and where we are today. The students showed an eagerness to learn how to keep themselves and their peers safe online, which was reflected in their questions and their interaction throughout the presentation. The students seem to especially value watching the Sound of Freedom trailer and are excited to view the entire film when it comes out. Innocence at Risk has partnered with Washington Global and its founder, Elizabeth Torres, for over eight years to keep students safe. And on this episode, Deborah talks to Elizabeth in a conversation recorded last month over Zoom. As co-founder and CEO of Washington Global, Elizabeth Torres led the efforts to design and make the vision of Washington Global a reality. As CEO, Elizabeth carries out the school's mission to provide a rigorous, high-quality academic and cultural education to middle schoolers from underserved areas of D.C. Under Elizabeth's leadership, Washington Global was named the most improved charter school in the 2018-2019 school year and was rated a top D.C. school for instruction and school environment in 2019. 
Elizabeth has extensive teaching, administration, and education policy experience. Prior to founding Washington Global, Elizabeth worked at the U.S. Department of Education, focusing on K-12 and higher education special education policy. She began her career in education as a D.C. teaching fellow in District of Columbia Public Schools, DCPS, where she taught special education reading and mathematics. She then served on the administrative team of a specialty Title I DCPS secondary school. Elizabeth was recognized by DCPS as the top special education administrator for the 2008-2009 school year. Elizabeth has also taught courses in education policy at the George Washington University to teachers and administrators throughout the D.C. area. Here's Deborah now. Liz, first of all, thank you for being here today. And so it's a joy to have you. So I think it's important to talk about our work and um, and then I'll continue on with following through with uh, Washington Global. But in the sense that Russ realized that it was really important to be in the schools face-to-face with students. And we also learned, heard this from our interns who've been a valuable part of that outreach to schools. We worked with Teach for America, who's an excellent partner, who's invited us into schools. And also, uh, the Walton Foundation. And the Walton Foundation had a grant to work with schools and have speakers come in. We were never paid, but at least we were able to get into schools. And we were very grateful. Because I can tell you, uh, other than starting the flight attendant initiative in 2008, going into schools, and being there with students and seeing them face to face and also the teachers, it's been the most rewarding part of our work. And so grateful to continue that. So I'll let you know though, that um, some of it has been a little difficult just because of the areas that we were selected to go in. And there were several times my interns were actually afraid. But I looked at them and I said, especially after a cab driver said, all right, he picked us up from his office, our office and took us down to Northeast Washington to an area where he told us, cab drivers don't come here. And when you leave, do not walk out in the street. I'm giving you my phone number and you call me and I'll pick you up. So that was very reassuring walking in this school with armored guards everywhere. My intern looked at me and she said, you don't seem to be afraid. I said, no, I know that we're doing God's work and this is what we're supposed to do and we'll be fine. And once we walked into the classroom and saw these students, and have their reaction. It was so rewarding to be there. And I was very grateful that we were. And the students actually act, acted and told us they were grateful. We used the materials at that time from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. 
and my intern was putting these big posters all over the room. We were talking to the students and telling them how to stay safe online, but how to stay safe everywhere. And that this happened. And we showed the students a clip of the film Taken, the first, the first Taken with Liam Neeson. When the boy in the airport is, hey, you wanna share a cab? Cabs are very expensive here. And the girl said, sure. Uh, and one girl was reluctant, but they went. And when he dropped the girls off, this very nice address, he immediately called the traffickers he was working for, gave them the address. They were all alone and they came to pick them up. So we have the video of the girl being pulled out and screaming, which is extremely, um, <laughs> extremely shocking, and, but it gets your attention. And the students actually, and when we told them that this happens, not just in Paris or in Europe or Asia, India, it happens right here in our city in Washington, D.C., surrounding areas. And our malls, our airports, our streets. And that's why we're here today, to talk to you, to make certain it never happens to you. And the students are really intently listening, which has been a blessing. And it makes us very happy and glad that we've chosen as this part of our our job at Innocence at Risk to educate, educate teachers and students. And it's been very rewarding. We have so many stories to tell, but it's important that you hear from my friend who actually saw the need for at-risk children in Washington and started a charter school. And I met with her after she knew what I did uh, several times before I introduced her to an FBI agent that worked with the DC task force. And we worked together. And when I would go to schools and churches, he would just come with me sometimes and give that added voice. And going into schools, he was a very regular guy and so he wasn't intimidating for to be there as an FBI officer, but he also cared very much. So I introduced him to Liz and said he was available. So she said, all right, she couldn't wait for us to work together. And that's what we've been doing. And I'm so glad that Liz is here today and I'm gonna let her talk about her wonderful school in Washington, DC and our continued work together. Thank you, Liz. Great. Thank you so much, Deborah, for having me today. It's such a pleasure to join you in Innocence on this podcast. Um, so Washington Global is a charter middle school and we're located in Southwest DC. And I founded Washington Global in 2015 with a group of passionate local educators and members of the community who saw uh, the need for a high quality middle school for students from underserved parts of DC. 
And Washington Global provides students with a rigorous academic and cultural curriculum. We have a lot of project-based learning. We have a service learning program, global studies, foreign languages, technology, and also a strong health and wellness uh, program as well. And as Deborah mentioned, our students are, are mostly at risk. Over 70% of our students have been identified as at risk by the city and about one quarter receive special education services. We have proudly made tremendous progress with our students and we have been recognized for academic growth that our students have made. And um, one of the key components that I mentioned of Washington Global's curriculum is health and wellness. So we have a strong focus on health and wellness. And as Deborah mentioned, I met Deborah actually prior to the school's founding. So when we were putting, I was putting the project together, writing the application, um, founding the school. And luckily Deborah and I, and I met and I got to um, become acquainted with Innocence at Risk and the work that Deborah has done for so many years. And I was just so impressed by her efforts to create awareness about child exploitation and human trafficking and her commitment to keeping children safe. I knew immediately that I wanted to partner with Innocence to keep Washington Global's community safer and to also create awareness amongst our students, teachers, and parents. And proudly, uh, Innocence at Risk became one of Washington Global's first partners. This is way back when we didn't have a school building, so we met in Deborah's office because there was no school to meet in. So we started the planning stages very early, which was exciting because we accomplished so much in the years to come. So since 2015, Deborah and, and her team at Innocence at Risk have come to Washington Global to present and hold interactive workshops with our students. Um, they focus on the dangers of human trafficking, how to stay safe. This partnership I know has um, made Washington Global a much safer community. And it is very important that we have Deborah involved and, and Innocence at Risk involved in our school because the current curriculum, the standards for um, the city of DC does, there's nothing in the middle school um, standards that address human trafficking or child exploitation. This actually doesn't come um, into the standards until 12th grade. And as we know, Deborah taught me that the average age of a trafficked child is 12. So the middle school is critical in having groups like Innocence at Risk come into schools and educate the community. Um, most, of our students and all children across America do not believe they could ever be a victim of trafficking or exploitation, but we know that any child can. And luckily, Washington Global has had no known instances of child exploitation or human trafficking. And I strongly believe it's due to our focus on the health and wellness, our collaboration with Innocence at Risk and Deborah, and our commitment to keeping our students safe. Um, it's just been such a wonderful partnership and our students appreciate the partnership so much. They've been inspired by Deborah and her work. We have, as I mentioned before, a service learning program and this is where students choose a topic. It's totally student driven. So students can choose any topic to address the issue and then create a, a solution or outreach to try to um, solve the issue. 
And we've had many students after working with Deborah and Innocence at Risk choose human trafficking as their focal focus topic. And some students choose to focus on the broader topic of human trafficking. Some students focus on the topic of human trafficking and keeping middle school students safe. So that's near and dear to their hearts. And we had one student who was just so impressed by Innocence at Risk that who, she chose to focus her topic on Innocence at Risk. So she created a wonderful presentation, presented it to about 60 students on um, Innocence at Risk, the founding and all the work that Innocence at Risk does. So she is um, now in high school, but that was a wonderful um, example of how important and how the students retain the information and use the information to inform others. So this work has been going on and even during the pandemic, uh, Deborah and her team are so proactive that they sent over materials uh, to, to address the social media um, issues that were going on where predators were trying to um, exploit children over social media. So we distributed those during the pandemic when we were in virtual learning. But we are just so grateful for the partnership and I'll turn it back over to Deborah. Thank you, Liz. We are so grateful for the partnership because as I told you when I first met you, it's awareness is so important. Awareness is prevention. Every parent and every child needs to know this is out there. And people are still, it's better than it used to be, certainly better in 2008, but and back in 2015 also, people are more aware, of course, because of the media. And, and I would like to say we've had a part of that, but also our wonderful other nonprofits that go into schools as well. And we work together, the nonprofits, and I, we compare notes and exchange training materials and what you're using and and how you're getting into schools because it's not that easy. And so we are so grateful for Liz. I recently was asked to speak to a board about uh, Liz's work and Washington Global. And I said, recently I learned from another nonprofit that she had heard and she had, had seen this herself. There are so many schools that even after they're approached and after they're told that this organization will come in and talk to a classroom or talk to the school body, talk to parents about awareness, they would say, no, thank you. We're not interested. They just don't want to be, they don't want to be bothered. And that's so sad because I can tell you especially during COVID, our office received three different phone calls. I think I shared you the stories that these, a, a girl met someone online and she planned to, she met him at uh, a bookstore walking distance from her home. And this was during the lockdown, but she met him and she obviously had met him a couple of times because she was home once and he convinced her to just leave her home, and run away. 
and a friend of her family's called Innocence at Risk. And all I could say was, all right, I'm glad you reported this. Um, we're not law enforcement, but we know who to call. And we did, and they were on it, the case. And the girl was returned, unfortunately safe. But that's not always the case. And so education is key and spreading the word. Another time, a friend of mine called me and said, I want you to talk to this lady who's sitting right here in my office. And she was telling me the story about her daughter in high school. Well, actually she was just in ninth grade. So that's pretty young. Was doing, having a part-time job at King's Dominion. And she'd been there about a week and someone approached her the, the next, the ninth day came up to her and said, showed her pictures that he was collecting of her. And she thought it was cute. So she told her mother. And I'm listening to this story and totally in shock. And he came back three times to show her different pictures. So this was three days later. And my friend, she was actually, it's like actually my stepdaughter was telling me, who's also, she's grown now and she's also my friend, who said, can you please make her understand this is dangerous? And I said, Lindsay is right. Don't you know how dangerous this could be? And she said, well, we didn't want to report it. The first thing I said was, did you report this to the authorities at King's Dominion? No, we didn't want to get him in trouble. So get him in trouble? These are the kind of people that kidnap children or go into classrooms and shoot them. You've got to understand there are people who are not well and this is not normal. To be taking pictures of your daughter. And if I were you, I would actually remove her from that job for a while, but definitely report it and you have to report it. And when I would tell the FBI this, I said, can you believe the story? And they would say, oh, we can believe it. We've heard it all. We've heard it all. So going into schools and going into the classrooms and meeting the teachers and especially talking to parents, it's extremely important. And that's what keeps children safe. Some of the stories that we've had from schools, uh, one of the, the times it's been helpful to have the interns with me uh, because sometimes they're more approachable. But um, one time as an intern was, was standing there with me, but I was talking about the fact of the film Taken and how this happens in our schoolyards, in our airports, everywhere on our malls, and the malls especially, are places where trafficking traffickers hang out. And so this one young man was listening to me intently and he said, so um, why do you care so much? Did this ever happen to you? And I looked at him without trying not to smile and said, no, um, 
traffickers usually want school-age girls and boys. And let me tell you something, they want boys too. And, and again, we want to make certain this never happens to you. But when I would tell them that this happens in our country, several of them would gasp like, no. And I said, oh yes, it does. And it's a business. It's a $150 billion industry. So no child, no student is safe. And they don't care what background you're from. We've talked a lot about at-risk students and children, but to them, they don't care. It's just the availability, who they can reach, who they can get to. And uh, there are a lot of girls and boys from solid families that are approached. One mother was flying on a plane next to me, who is the mother of a teenage boy. And she was watching what I was reading. And it was the book about human trafficking. And then she looked down at my wrist and saw the Anne Hand bracelet helping prevent child trafficking. She was like, oh, what's on your bracelet? And so I stopped what I was reading and turned around to talk to her. And I said, it says, help prevent child trafficking. This is what my organization does. And so she's like, oh, like the movie Taken. So this, this obviously happened in like 2010 and, uh, or after the movie. And I said, yes. And she started thinking and then she said, do you know I'm glad I'm talking to you because I never really thought this happened here in the US. And she goes, does it? And I said, oh yes, it does. Absolutely. And I said, and I asked her what she did and she told me she was a school teacher. And I said, well, I'm certainly glad that I'm talking to you because I can share information with you and you could pass it on to the parents and students. And you could help us by doing that. And she was in the Washington DC area in the Virginia school. So she asked me again, so it does happen. And she goes, and it happens to boys. And I said, oh yes, definitely happens to boys. Unfortunately, there's a market for that. And then she looked puzzled and she said, Okay, well, let me tell you, my son was at Pentagon Mall three or four days ago, and someone came up to him and offered him a job. He said, really? What kind of job? And she said, to be a model scout, which he was very excited about. But he's only 17. And of course I told him it's absolutely out of the question. And he told me that when he's gonna stay in touch with them and when he turns 18, he's gonna do it because that's what he wants to do. It sounds exciting. He could work at Dulles Airport or JFK in New York. And I looked at her and said, I am so glad you're sitting next to me because your son is being asked 
to do exactly what the boy in the movie Taken had done. Spot these girls or boys and turn them in to the trafficker he was working for. And she froze. She absolutely froze. And she said, I'm so glad that I'm sitting next to you and I met you. And I gave her my card. And I also took off my bracelet and gave her the bracelet and said, show your son this and tell him that there are organizations out there warning parents and students that traffickers are dangerous. And I said, you may never have seen your son again if he had taken that job. So anyway, that was meant to be. And just so grateful for being able to deliver these messages in order to keep students safe. Because you never know, you never know when someone is going to, you know, take this and be grateful. We've heard from lots of students over time after time that they were grateful that we were there that they did not know this was happening in our country or their neighborhoods. And it took them a while to digest that. And it still probably does because as you know, and I've seen the reaction in your classrooms, some of the students just think it could have never happen to them. Well, it can, unfortunately. So, Unfortunately, there's stories every day. So I'm so glad that we're going to continue working with you, Liz. We're so grateful for you and Washington Global. And I want you to spread the message. I want to spread the message that schools everywhere should let Innocence at Risk and other organizations in. Because we want to protect your students. That's what we want to do. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Deborah. And I'm so excited for our um, plans for next school year to expand the, uh, your work into the physical education classes so that students can have more, um, can have can, uh, repeated sessions with Innocence at Risk, focusing on different topics. So I'm very excited for that. You've been listening to Turning a Million Eyes to Save Lives, a podcast by Innocence at Risk to prevent children and women from falling victim to human trafficking. We'll have another episode next month. If you'd like to get in touch or share your own story for this podcast, please email dsigmund at innocenceatrisk.org. That's D-S-I-G-M-U-N-D at innocenceatrisk.org. And please share this podcast, rate it, and subscribe. I'm Andy Miles, and I'd like to thank Deborah Sigmund and Elizabeth Torres for sharing their stories and expertise, and I'd like to thank you for listening. The number to report suspected human trafficking is 1-866-347-2423. That's 1-866-DHS-2ICE. Before we go, I'd like to ask you to please consider making a gift to Innocence at Risk that will support our educational outreach awareness campaign to keep children safe online and everywhere else. 
All donations are tax deductible and 100% of funds go directly to making a difference. Your donation will help Innocence at Risk keep children safe online with educational outreach to parents and students and to lobby members of Congress for much needed legislation to protect children and facilitate the prosecution of traffickers. We need your help to turn a million eyes on children. To make your tax-deductible contribution to Innocence at Risk, please visit innocenceatrisk.org. Thank you. Your support is greatly appreciated.